looking for a fair process, a process where I can defend my integrity and clear my name. And all I'm asking for is fairness. You know what's given me hope for this uh, not going completely off the rails is uh, I took in a little uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC, and they, 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 they hate Trump, and they go with all kinds of stuff that I just find to be crazy in their commentary. They've been pretty fair on this Kavanaugh thing, didn't they? They had a whole segment today about the importance of due process and how this needs to be handled in the right way. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I heard some stuff the other day that had that tone, too. I hadn't realized that it was a fairly regular drumbeat. And you know what I'll bet it is? I'll bet, I don't know this, but I'll bet this is why they're going this way. Because they're so connected and plugged in. I'll bet they've got people that are telling them, look, this guy is a Boy Scout. There's no way this is true. I'll bet they've got people telling them that. Interesting. Well, that is a a shining light of hope in a miasma of filth and gunk, in my opinion. You can't say choir boy anymore because uh, a lot of priests were choir boys. All right. Well, honestly. All right. Eddie Scary is a media reporter for the Washington Examiner, the author of Fraud and Fiction, The Real Truth Behind Fire and Fury. Available on Amazon, and he's been writing about the media's treatment of the Kavanoscopy, as we've been characterizing it. Eddie joins us now. Hello, Eddie. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are you? Uh, good, but horrified, uh, honestly, by the media's coverage of all this, which is, uh, well, it's 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 bad in about half a dozen different ways. What's your take? Yeah, and I think that Morning Joe has tricked you. You've fallen into their trap, which is... Um, this repeated thing over and over again that oh, we, we, we need to go about this the right way and we need a full investigation so long as he gets his side out. That's short for let's delay his nomination until after the midterm. Mm. <laughs> I don't think them, you know, the, they might say that, they, that they, they're all for, they want this to be fair, and that's why I feel kind of sorry for him. He kept saying last night in, in his interview on Fox that he wanted this to be fair. Well, it's already not fair. Um, and we know that by what the um, what Christine Ford's lawyer is asking for. She these ridiculous demands that she had um, negotiating uh, whether um, whether Christine Ford's going to appear before the Senate, Senate Judiciary Committee. Well, she has something to say. She should just say it. I don't know why it needs to be that Kavanaugh goes first. Um, she first needs to get a bag of diamonds. He then needs to withdraw his name, um, and then she'll testify. <laughs> yeah, the idea that that he has to go first is is an odd thing. I mean, we have a bit of a tradition where the accused hears what he's accused of before he offers right. the defense or she. Uh but your I know that your headline this morning has to do with the presumption of guilt in the media. Uh what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, just one one example, it was on Friday in the Atlantic Magazine, we're at the point now where it really is, there is nothing short of him withdrawing his name um, that would satisfy both Democrats and um, their their fans in the media. It's, you know, if he can't, if he can't prove he didn't do this, which all the media know he can't do, um, if he can't prove he didn't do it, then he should withdraw. Um, that was in the Atlantic. There was another guy in the Washington Post, uh, one of their columnists, who said um, just the accusations alone, he, he just no, needs to go ahead and withdraw, and then Trump should do what he always should have done, which is appoint a woman. Um, which brings me to another point, which is that um, the two things that Brett is, that, that, that Kavanaugh is already guilty of is being a man and, and being white. 
<laughs> you'll hear over and over again in the media that it's it's an issue that um, you have white men on the on the Senate Judiciary Committee, and they're going to be questioning um, Christine Ford. It looks like they're they're thinking about getting a woman to come in, um, which takes that off the table. Um, but yeah, no matter where you look, the the only option you follow to its logical end is that he has to withdraw. Yeah, that's been uh, one of the most uncomfortable parts of this whole thing to me is the 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 regularly throwing around white men as a pejorative, as a well, the, obviously you can't be trusted. As uh, Lindsey Graham said the other day, I thought it was really good. He said, "I was a I was a white man when I voted for Sonia Sotomayor." Hmm. Uh, the two women that are now on the Supreme Court, two of the women that are now on the Supreme Court, that they believed me then. I was I was held up as someone who was being deliberative and fair when I voted for them, but now I can't be trusted. Right, and the, the race issue makes absolutely no sense when because next to that is the 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 parallel to the the Anita Hill hearing hearings. Well, they were they were defending uh, the nominee who was a black man. I don't know if they remember that, but Clarence Thomas is actually black. Um, so to keep pointing out that oh, again, we have nothing but white men on the ju- judiciary committee, um, you run into the problem when again it's. It, it, when we're talking, when we're making that um, that comparison, making that parallel, you have to remember they were talking about a black a black man that they wanted to see on the Supreme Court. So it, well, I, I don't need know to step in, the, Eddie. I'm sorry, I need to step in. You're not a black man if you're conservative. You don't count. <laughs> you get your black card but revoked. Everybody we, knows that. We actually played the uh, the opening statements from Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas last week, and it made a pretty good point of what we're going to see Thursday. I think is they were both really believable, both of them. So then, what do you do with that if we have the th- same thing on Thursday. If they're both completely believable, then what? You wait for polling to come out and the senators vote that way? I don't even know what's going to happen. Well, that's already what you're seeing. And I... Um First, like like my pieces today about the burden of proof being on Kavanaugh, um, and and just automatically the idea is that he's guilty that his name has somehow been tarnished. You 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 hear somebody in the media keeps saying that he why doesn't he call for an FBI investigation to clear his name? Well, why should he be why should he have to clear his name because someone came out and said something about him? And then now it, it's getting more, it's getting more ridiculous by the day. You, I'm sure you read the um, the New Yorker piece where the woman says that somebody she doesn't know who but after six days she suddenly remembers that oh it was brett kavanaugh at a party he put his penis in my face and i i remember that because i saw him zipping up his pants and it was a joke for so many of them but i was so embarrassed um i mean that story has been laughed out of the news cycle already You're, you see that you really don't hear this anymore we're back to talking about christine ford because at least that sounded somewhat um it was it was somewhat shocking in the details um and then she's actually you know that she has named people that she at least believed but uh, coincidentally in both stories with both Ramirez and the New Yorker story and, and Christine Ford none of the people they say were at either of these parties can they either don't remember it or they say it never happened um but at least we we <laughs> we're back to talking about the the testimonies because we do have that to look forward to but the Ramirez thing that's that's completely been laughed out of the news cycle by even other journalists yeah it seems to be yeah and and fair enough Eddie Scarry is a media reporter for the Washington Examiner author of Fraud and Fiction the real truth behind fire and fury. Eddie, good to talk to you. Thanks a million. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, you got it. I do think by the time we get to Thursday, as I said earlier, now that the, the Washington Post and New York Times have torn apart the New Yorker, but I think we're mm-hmm. down to the Ford thing. Right. Right. Which Except is... for people who are kind of paying attention and they'll just hear a bunch of stuff. Right. And be asked by a pollster, what do you think of Kavanaugh? And they'll say, I don't know. I heard he's a pervo. Right. And any uh, hardcore political operative will tell you the same thing. You're not, you know, there are times you're going after the base, the hyper-involved, 
and there there are times you're going after the barely aware and um and you know if you're trying to move polls it's all about the barely aware but i don't know i just i still think the guy will get confirmed it's unknown and unknowable and i think the senators have been up there long enough uh, all of them and some will vote against Kavanaugh just because they have to for their their constituencies but they know if we start ending people's careers based on vague unprovable allegations that puts us in a horrible horrible spot and i would say that's particularly true if you have a person who you know the the vetting of the question or the you know the the acquiring of the answer how does he treat women is he a, a perv or a monster or whatever there are decades of public service and many 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 dozens of women and absolutely not a single blemish to confirm any idea of a pattern of behavior you just you have to vote for the guy i don't think they have any choice and if they do otherwise um i just uh, i can't imagine the outrage on the right sure what next happens next time right with the next nominee i will not be intimidated with withdrawing from this process Kavanaugh wrote the coordinated effort to destroy my good name will not drive me out. The vile threats of violence against my family will not drive me drive me out. The last minute character assassination will not succeed. Uh, only Fox is taking this view, which is not surprisingly. But his poor family—if this isn't—if none of this stuff is true—and even if it is, even if it were true, you know, it'd be really awful for his girls and his wife, right? But if not, none of this stuff is true, just so awful for his family. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that's disgusting. So on a much more serious and much less serious note, people searching for really, really great selfies that they can post on social media has cost many hundreds their lives. I like to be on a cliff while my head's in a hippopotamus's mouth. Exactly. That's my favorite selfie. Can you imagine the number of likes you'll get? ABC News' Sherry Preston on this dangerous new trend. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty Show. I saw that uh, Weight Watchers is shortening its name to WW. You hear that? <laughs> Which means in the next Weight Watchers commercial, you're going to see the name bragging about how it dropped 12 letters. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's, get it. there's a backlash against that, I guess. We'll yes, have to talk Jack, about that exactly. later. It's just perpetuating diet culture. What does that mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've got to read it. It sounds Looney Tunes to me. <laughs> perpetuating diet culture? That should be a good thing. We need a diet culture. Uh, well, I do. Uh, please uh, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, AB News correspondent, ABC we have, we News. We currently have a fat culture. Look at that. I dropped a letter on ABC. ABC News correspondent Sherry Preston reporting on the craze for extra great selfies on social media and the toll, the terrible toll <laughs> that it has taken. Hello, Sherry. How are you? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? S- sorry for the mangled intro. That's it's okay. I believe I, we know, do I, this for I, a living. I, it's part of a. It's part of your diet culture. I understand it. I get it. Exactly. I'm I get so it. I'm so uh, calorie deprived. I can barely speak. <laughs> Do you have any facts to back up that people are actually getting hurt taking oh. selfies? Oh yes. Well, yeah. You know, there's an entire Wikipedia page that has, uh, you know, 
notice after notice after notice of people being injured or actually dying trying to take these actual pictures. I mean, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department is saying that their search and rescues are up over the past year. But, you know, you can't really, you know, say that they're all caused by selfies. No. But, you know, that's one of the reasons that they attribute to the increase in this. So the L.A. Sheriff's Department is saying, yeah, it's people chasing great selfies in the canyons, the desert, etc. And that's what they're saying. They have wow. to use helicopters a lot of times to get to these people. Far and away, people, uh, how do you think that they die mostly with selfies? What do you think? the uh, Falling off the, something, the that's yeah. what I always hear. Plunging. Yeah. Yep, falling, falling. Because you try to go high and then you take and, you, and then you fall off and you die. Drowning is the second one. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, you probably don't want to comment on this, but isn't that Darwin at work? Thinning well, the herd, strengthening the herd. Really, we're all better for it. When you go and you look at some of the ways that some of these people die, you know what I mean? Like those people that go up to, to geysers and then suddenly they're just gone. Um, you know, they fall off cliffs. They go up at the top of skyscrapers and, and, and they go away. It's, 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 it's really something that has just happened over the past, you know, several years, ever since the invention of the smartphone. You know, and they actually say that, um, you know, when you take a selfie and you post, post it on Instagram, okay, you're going to get, you can take a beautiful picture of a sunset. Um, but if you turn that camera around, you're going to get more likes if you put your ugly mug in there or my ugly mug in there as opposed to just the sunset because people like looking at other people's faces. With wow. the assumption that I need likes, which I've never yeah. gotten or looked for. Yeah, well, yeah, that's actually something. It's called admiration demand. Interesting. I hadn't that, heard that term. Admiration yeah. demand. Mm, admiration okay. demand. And it's something that's, you know, attention equals happiness. You get that extra boost of dopamine when you see those likes. You also get that extra boost of dopamine when you take a risk because, you know, you risk something and you and you make it and you survive, then you get that, that, that dopamine rush and it makes you feel good. So you combine those two together and you have more people taking these selfies in ridiculous places. I bet you get a pretty good rush as you're falling from the cliff to your death, too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Tell me about it. I Plenty know. of adrenaline. Yeah. I know. So, Sherry, listen, this is, uh, feel free to ignore this question or refuse to answer it, but when you see somebody like getting really close to the bison in Yellowstone to try to get a safety, a uh, selfie rather, Aren't you kind of rooting for the bison? <laughs> there, was a, there, was a, there was a great... Do you ever see... There is an awesome live cam video of the bears in Alaska, okay? It's, a, it's something falls, it's, and they're catching the salmon, and they're yeah. on there. And it's awesome. I could just watch it all day, just the bears. Yeah. But this idiot guy goes walking out there, trudging through the water, you know, takes a picture, and, and you know, how many of us were thinking, you know, bear, come on, please, bear please, one, please. man zero. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry Preston of ABC News. Sherry, thanks for the report very much take care guys all right you got it yeah come on you gotta root for the bear or the bison come on bison they're intruding and you got a little bison next to you come on i don't doubt that there are injuries occurring due to selfies hundreds of them worldwide jack back to you there were like a hundred some over four years on a planet of seven billion people absolutely chilling the danger is real i see your point uh, so what is that? Twenty five a year on the entire planet. I'll bet twenty five people, honestly, yeah. choked themselves to death with their own seatbelts <laughs> last year. <laughs> wow! Or For any instance. other crazy. You know that many people got crushed by vending machines trying to get the candy bar to come out. Right. I mean, right. yeah. So 
Which brings back my favorite film. I always thought you were going to say choke themselves to death with their own hands, which is a difficult thing to do. Uh, which brings me back to my favorite philosophical question. If I punch myself in the face so hard I fall down and cry, does that make me a real tough guy or a real baby? <laughs> That's like when we play a Tickle Monster at home. My, huh? my hand goes crazy, the yes. Tickle Monster. And it, it tries to attack me, and I'm holding it off like that. Oh, my and God. And Henry tries to help me, but then it turns on him. Oh, no. Then it turns on no! me. No. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, completely different topic here. So I'm looking at a relevant story that I was anxious to bring you, but it had a uh, bit of clickbait uh, along the side, other stories they're covering. And it uh, happens to be uh, one uh, Michael Jagger of the Rolling Stone, uh, uh, Rolling Stones rock and roll group making his way through security at JFK Airport. He is 75 years old. Uh, he's dressed very well. Mick Jagger dresses well. Takes a while to put all those scarves into the bin. He uh, <laughs> yeah, he has no scarves on. Oh, mocking one. Uh, but he doffs his very stylish cap. Luckily, the 20-year-old girl he's with can uh, help him with his luggage. <laughs> Bend over and untie his shoes. Um, the 75-year-old uh, rock singer doffs his cap, and I was looking at his, his trademark tussled hair, and it is, there is almost no gray in it. Zero gray. It is a delightful and natural looking lightish brown. And I'm trying to figure out, is it even possible this guy is 75 years old and has virtually no gray hair whatsoever? He has no gray around the temples. He just has shaggy light brown hair. Do you know anybody who's that age who doesn't have gray hair? I don't. No. No, I do not. On the other hand, if that is the case, clearly you can get a dye job that looks 100% natural. Because I'm looking at his hair. I mean, we've had various people dyeing hair, beards, etc. around here, and it generally looks ridiculous. Women can pull it off. It, it looks fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to mix in a little gray, though. That's like where Diane Feinstein goes wrong. She makes it all jet black yeah you gotta you gotta make it look like it's graying at least yeah like you're 50 as opposed to how about like just one streak of white on each side like the bride of frankenstein <laughs> that's a good look oh hey i, I uh, recorded uh, the original uh, boris karloff frankenstein last night i happened to see it was on cable i'm gonna watch that today. oh I can't wait. wow yeah my kids would like that yeah it was like five minutes in but eh, what are you gonna do um so, yeah, but, evidently you can get such a great... But I'm thinking about women who have a really, really great dye job. Most women don't go gray anymore, do they? No. Yeah. No. Not Every, most, whenever um, I come across a woman who like lets it go naturally gray, it's like practically shocking. Yeah. Well, you're 55 and have gray hair. Most people don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to figure out where Mick gets his hair uh, done. Probably costs more than I make in a week, but uh, usually he has beautiful hair. That's what everybody says. That's usually, what I want them to say about me. Usually, a vegan in Crocs that has the uh, free flowing gray hair, mm. as opposed to dying it. That's just my experience. Harry Pitts, etc. Well, I appreciate I the commitment. I, I appreciate that. the commitment. <laughs> yeah, it is odd that we change the color of our hair it's to, to to hold on to our youth, right? Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Al Trump at the U.N. tossing barbs at Iran. We've got another name that could be added to the lineup for Thursday's Kavanaugh hearings. And the U.S. divorce rate has dropped dramatically thanks to millennials. Stories coming up minutes from now. That's interesting. I want to hear the statistics on that. I'm, I'm Way sure to I go, will, millennials. I'm sure I'll be able to parse them somehow. Uh, a third woman or a third person at the Kavanaugh hearing on Thursday. 
Because currently it's just two people, right? Correct. Kevin on her. Correct. All day long. Wow. And we're going to take that, by the way. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So we got this text. You're talking about the danger of selfies and the injuries are up, according to some stat. Um, my wife has a friend who went backwards over a cliff taking a selfie. I can't remember if she died or not, but it happened. Wow. You can't remember if your wife's friend died or not. Eh, she has a lot of friends. Falling off a cliff. That wouldn't stand out among stories your wife has told you about her friends. <laughs> I think if my wife had a friend who would plunge to their death off a cliff, <laughs> I would remember the ending. She got hurt or died. I don't really remember. So many friends, so many stories. I don't know. Or your other friend got eaten by a bear, and then you got that friend that died running with the bulls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or was injured. I can't remember. <laughs> All right. Then there was the time the crocodile got on the church bus. Oh, oh my God, that was a mess. Blood ever. So much blood. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, President Trump is going to be speaking at the U.N. shortly, and he's expected to be praising North Korea this time around. No more rocket man cracks like uh, last year. He's already, though, been slamming Iran, tweeting this morning, Despite requests, I have no plans to meet Iranian President Hassan Rouhani. Maybe someday in the future, I am sure he's an absolutely lovely man. <laughs> huh. Rahadi shot back saying he'd already ruled out any meeting with Trump because conditions are not ripe for talks. Mm-hmm. Wait a while. Another person could be called to testify at the Kavanaugh hearings. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders says we would be open to Deborah Ramirez, the second woman accusing Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct, to testify before the Senate Judiciary Panel okay. this week. I see her working there. So you get her up, who they who they think is a crackpot. And the Washington Post and New York Times says, wait a second. On right. that story, they think they get her up there and really rake her over the coals and make her look ridiculous, and it taints the whole thing. Yeah. That's the, not, a bad, not a bad play if you're going to play the politics of it. Yeah, Sanders saying that process could take place on Thursday. Yeah, everybody's saying could. Tentative agreement. Mm-hmm. Well, the co-chair has asked the chair. DiFi has asked old Chuck Grassley. Their combined age is 170. Mm. Um, uh, that just made my heart hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the, she has asked him to delay it. So, Well, of course, because it's been a delaying tactic all along, says me. But if it happens, we will take it live, and I think it'll be riveting... It, it's not going to have, like, the Supreme Court hearings, every once in a while you get off into some legal mumbo-jumbo that none of us understood. Right. How did you feel about Kopinski versus the state in 1702? Um, uh, and then they get it. No, no, but this will be really easy to follow and understand. Every single question, won't it? I think so. Be, yeah. It could get repetitive, I suppose. Yes. It, it will mostly be interesting listening to the senators, if indeed they conducted questioning, uh, see how delicately they try to tap dance. They are in a difficult situation. Uh, the they... substance of the thing will be utterly unsatisfying, guaranteed. How vicious do you think they will be with Kavanaugh? The Democrats? Yeah. Uh, fairly. I don't know. I don't know. Old Maisie Hironi, which who is an embarrassment to the Senate. She's an embarrassment to the country. She might go over the top because that's her act. Uh, but uh, I don't know. 
they'll certainly be uh, firm in their questioning with the judge. Firm and disapproving sounding, right. because it'll be for the cameras. I think it turns into a full-on circus. They ask questions, and Republicans say, "You're on, Mr. Chairman. Come on, are we going to allow that?" It's just going to be like, that. "Oh no, oh my." That's what I. Oh, well, boy. that's the way that all this stuff has been going. Yes. Well, Senator or Senate leader, rather, Mitch McConnell is among Republicans blasting Democrats. He says they are doing nothing more than playing politics. This is what the so-called resistance has become a smear campaign, pure and simple, aided and abetted by members of the United States Senate. (laughs) Oh, wait, is he done? I heard someone say, that's Mitch McConnell on 11. Oh, yeah, that's Mitch fired (laughs) up. Everybody's ready for him to fight somebody. He he should have been in the Senate (laughs) in the 1800s. I think that's the way they talked back then. For the for the modern era, you got to pick up the pace a little bit. If that's you mad, I should know it. Other people shouldn't have to tell me. He's really mad. He is? Okay. Well, that was like Obama. Never showing any sincere emotion on stuff. He was very cold, very calculating. Um, so do we have tape of uh, Cruz getting hounded out of the restaurant? Oh, we haven't even mentioned that story yet today. We don't? We oh, will. Dang it. I... We will. We'll get to that story. Well, that's, yeah, that's I have it. Well, I think it, it factors in because what the protesters are chanting at one point is, "We your believe- dad killed Kennedy." No, 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 <laughs> oh, no, no. That's not what they're chanting. They were chanting, "We believe survivors. We believe survivors." And there will be a tone of that at the hearing. That uh, uh, all that needs to be made is an accusation, and it is automatically to be believed because of the the weight of history, the freight mm-hmm. that's being carried uh, by you know. Humanity because of uh, not believing victims for uh, some time. And they now, sur- I like the term, I like the use of the term survivors because that is some fine circular reasoning and or begging the question. We believe survivors convict somebody because the allegation did happen as alleged and they have survived it. And they surrounded uh, Ted and his wife at the restaurant and they finally left the restaurant and some people think that's okay, I guess. I, I do not think that's okay. I would not think that's okay, no matter the politics of it. I, I don't like this whole making people so uncomfortable they can't eat at a restaurant. I, I think that's really weird. Right. Well, it is uncivil, it is uncivilized, yeah. and we will lose our civilization if we all act uncivilized. L-Y-I-N apostrophe, lion dead. Not great. And lastly, the divorce rate in the U.S. is falling, and it's pretty much all thanks to millennials. A new university... Because they're not getting married? You can't get divorced if you don't get married. New University of Maryland study found that divorce rates fell almost 20% between 2008 and 2016. It's because millennials, along with some Generation X members, are all waiting longer to get married and making sure they're marrying the right person. Hmm. Hmm. Seems like making a lifetime decision in your 20s could backfire. It if also, you're still a child in your 20s, like these lazy millennials. It also helps they're more financially stable. <laughs> I like throwing in lazy to the marriage <laughs> equation somehow. <laughs> I'm throwing it in because it's accurate. Lazy, playing your video games, smoking your pot. It also helps that they're more financially stable. Meanwhile, the study finds that baby boomers continue to get divorced and remarried over and over and over again, even into their 70s and early 80s. That's a look at the news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. It will, yes. Millennials.
Americans are getting divorced less, and I and I know that's true. And their attitudes toward uh, uh, stay-at-home moms is a lot different. The baby boomers will go down as the worst generation in American history. <laughs> Not even hey, close. Hey, Not even close. Hey, hey, no, hey, please. Hey, Spent please. us into ruin. Free sex and everything else and kids and marriage and none of it mattered. Selfishness is a lifestyle. The worst generation in American history. Please. Statistically, there's no arguing with it. It was a good time. Round, (laughs) you know, come on. Whoever's left, round them up. That's what I say. Michael, empower me to play audio, and I'll have the Ted Cruz hounding in moments. Okay. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One year ago, I stood before you for the first time in this grand hall. I addressed the threats facing our world, and I presented a vision to achieve a brighter future for all of humanity. So our executive producer, Hanson, was watching this and hip to to the fact that the the president of the United States, Donald Trump, is giving a very measured, calm, well-written, teleprompter, I'm the president of the United States sort of speech at the U.N. today in the midst of all this chaos that's going on. It's interesting to see if that gets any attention or how it plays. He may say something crazy. You know, he may get halfway through and get bored with the script. And <laughs> an old weird beard over in Iran. Weird what? beard with his weird beard. Have you ever seen a beard that weird? How weird's that beard? Wow, there's a weird beard there. <laughs> he points to the ambassador from somewhere or other. <laughs> right. We'll yeah. see how that goes. I'm kidding. I love your beard. Nice beard. And he goes back to the script. Meanwhile, Ted Cruz can't even eat dinner with his family. So here is uh, Ted and the lovely Mrs. Cruz at a really nice-looking uh, sit-down white tablecloth, fancy dresses uh, uh, restaurant in Washington, D.C. Uh, there are a crowd of people. It's, I can't, well, I'll tell you when it's over again. Um, but it's quite a few Tell me people. when it's over. Six, seven, eight, ten people. Um, and they are right up in his face and in his wife's face, like completely in their personal space. Here we go. We we believe survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. It goes on for quite some time. I mean, they are blocking his way and blocking his wife's way. Here's just a little more of that. I'd love to talk with you about Brett Kavanaugh tonight. I'm a constituent. I'd love to know what your vote is going to be tonight. So even as the one is like trying to grill him and ask him what his vote is going to be, the other numb skulls are chanting in his face and the rest of it. And they were finally driven out of the restaurant for having the, the wrong politics. Not the protesters. No. Ted and his wife. Yeah. Exactly. He, he he's he's heard saying let's let's go and they she gets up they get up and they leave. Yeah. I'm not cool with that and I'm telling you I would be just as not cool with that if that were that senator from Hawaii trying to eat dinner and a bunch of uh, pro Kavanaugh people were screaming at her. 
let her freaking sit down with her husband and eat at the restaurant. And don't Dinner get right in their face. That's, that's right, not man. cool. That's no. not okay. Well, we it's can't literally run the, uncivilized. We can't run the country like that. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it if you think it is, oh, you like that, it's going to backfire on y'all. I guarantee you there's a giant chunk of people that are more voted, more motivated to, to vote for Trump in that direction when they see that. Not well, less, more. Right. Exactly. Well, not only that, but I'm telling you, I see this that one smug little prick getting in Ted Cruz's face and get physically in his way and way invade his physical space, and I just want him punched in the face. I, feel, I really do. I really didn't know you could get, as, as happened with Marco Rubio a couple weeks ago, I didn't know you could get in a, a U.S. senator's face. I thought they had more security than that. Yeah, I, well. I didn't know. I guess they don't. See, that's there, and I've always hated that technique among cowards and bullies that you deliberately provoke someone to violence. It's like hecklers at sports; they do it all the time, right? And and or you know, there are a couple of different ways people do it. There's number one, deliberately provoking somebody to violence, then screaming, "Look, they were violent! Look, they were violent!" Like uh, Alex Jones did the other day with Marco Rubio, um, or listen, he threatened me, threatened me. Well, yeah, I threatened you. You kept touching him. You kept poking at him. And he didn't know who you were, and you looked like a crazy weirdo. Or the uh, the technique here, where you count on the fact that the other people are civilized, so you bully them um, and, and make them submit to you. Either way, I just I really was rooting for that one guy to get jacked in the mug, but uh, Ted's That's, not going to do there's that. There's going to be a bad incident. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, and, you know, it's going to be especially delightful is you'll have, uh, sorry to traffic in cliches, folks, but you'll have a bunch of Duck Dynasty looking uh, good old boy type right wingers show up and, and invade somebody's personal space and scream at them um, and, and cause an ugly scene. The mainstream media will go crazy over that. I saw, what's her, Candace, uh, what's her last name? A conservative black woman. Um, getting a lot of attention these days. Uh, very, uh, very interesting and persuasive uh, speaker. But she came out of uh, like a coffee shop and had uh, Antifa types screaming in her ear through a bullhorn. That's an assault. That is a physical assault with the potential for gross bodily harm. Candace Owens. Candace Owens. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, and her restraint and her and her uh, companion's restraint was quite remarkable. Maybe they felt like they were outnumbered, but at the point that you have to take violence and screeching through a bullhorn into somebody's ear is absolutely violence. Um, the potential for this sort of thing to explode is very, very high. I don't know if anything can be done about it because any uh, like uh, progressives, liberals with any pull whatsoever will be ignored by the. A radical ultra-left anyway. By the way, we are going to have somebody from the Dallas Morning News on in an hour or so to talk about the Ted Cruz Beta Beto O'Rourke race, which is a really interesting uh, race. They had their first debate the other night, and we'll get into that. He might be the face of the uh, Democrats headed forward, according to experts. Well, yeah, and that People was a, a safe that seat that doesn't seem so safe right now, so we'll kind of take the pulse of that one, take right. a temperature. Not that quickie ear temperature either. <laughs> Serious temperature. The thing you rub on your head? No, oh, oh, no under no. the tongue. At uh, least under the tongue. Up the yaw. And maybe, maybe uh, it depends. The wazoo. How gotcha. how accurate do you want to be? Uh, my hallmark is accuracy. So. How much time do we have, Michael? 
Perfect. You got something you want to uh, interject here? I'll wait. So this uh, this would be more appropriate during December, but uh, Susan appreciated this and sent it along to us. Uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, I made a snowman with the kids. 8.10, a feminist passed by, asked me why I didn't make a snow woman. 8.15, so I made a snow woman. 8.17, my feminist neighbor complained the snow woman's voluptuous chest objectified snow women everywhere. 8.20, gay couple living nearby threw a fit, moaned it could have been two snowmen instead. 8.22, the transgender woman person asked why I didn't make one snow person with detachable parts. 8.25, the vegans at the end of the lane complained about the carrot nose as veggies are food, not to decorate snow figures with. <laughs> 8.28, I'm being called a racist because the snow couple is white. 8.31, Muslim gent across the road demanded the snow woman wear a burqa. 8.40, the police arrived saying someone had been offended. 8.42, the feminist neighbor complained again that the broomstick of the snow woman needs to be removed because it depicted women in a domestic role. 8.43, the uh, town equality officer arrived and threatened me with eviction. 8.45, TV news crew from ABC shows up. I'm asked if I know the difference between snowmen and snowwomen. I reply, snowballs, and I'm now called a sexist. <laughs> 9 o'clock, I'm on the news as a suspected terrorist, racist, homophobe, sensibility offender, bent on stirring up trouble during difficult weather. 9.10, I'm asked if I have any accomplices. My children are taken by social services. 929, far left protesters offended by everything are mar- marching down the street, smashing windows, demanding for me to be beheaded. There's no moral to this story. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well thought out. So, uh, among other things we got coming up, uh, my example of Mika Brzezinski standing up for uh, due process and, 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 and Kavanaugh's point of view on a Morning Joe on MSNBC. I can't believe it. Which I think is important. I think that means something. Actually, also Jeffrey Tubin, who's one of those cable commentary lawyers, ripping Avenatti's audio as he's making the rounds. Good. So uh, that's all good stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.